Get excited for Health 2.0's 11th Annual Fall Conference and save $100 with this promo code, FALL17ROCKET. That's F-A-L-L-1-7-R-O-C-K-E-T. one seven R O C K E T. At this one-of-a-kind conference, you'll discover the latest innovation and hear the hottest topics and trends in health tech. Join 2,000 decision makers, including healthcare providers, developers, investors, and startups. As they gather to see over 200 live product demos, 100-plus thought leaders, and 10 new company launches. Visit outcomesrocket.com slash health two zero that's outcomesrocket.com slash health two zero and use promo code fall 17 rocket to get one hundred dollars off of this outstanding and exciting event all right outcomes rocket listeners welcome back once again to the outcomes rocket podcast the show where we could get in touch with each other have the conversations that will lead to defeating the common enemy which is bad outcomes. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Dr. Sudeep Bose. He's recognized as one of the leading physicians of the world by the International Association of Healthcare. He is an Iraq war veteran recognized as a CNN hero for receiving the Bronze Star and being selected as the U.S. physician who treated Saddam Hussein after his capture. He served one of the longest continuous combat tours by a military physician since World War II. 15 months. He's a founder of the Battle Continues Inc., a nonprofit charity serving injured veterans. He does a lot of things, also international speaker, chief medical officer, and co-founder of Live Clinic, and he's founder of several leading online medical training education programs. He's done a lot also on TV. He's a featured physician on hit worldwide reality TV show, Untold Stories of the ER, as well as the Dr. Oz Show and many other media outlets. This is just the tip of the iceberg for this talented individual, but I want to open up the mic to Dr. Bose to maybe fill in any of the gaps that I missed in his intro. Dr. Bose, welcome to the show. Thank you, Saul. Thanks for having me. I like to, you know, kind of take my background here and provide a perspective to our listeners on healthcare, a frontline perspective. My bias in healthcare is that of the front lines, whether it's being an emergency physician, practicing on the front lines of medicine, or my combat experience, and taking that experience of tying tourniquets, doing airway devices, chest seals, and showing what we see on the ground and how that can be used to improve healthcare, and basically what motivated us to start a company such as Live Clinic. Now, Sudeep, in the things that, that you've done, I mean, you, you've done so much for the country, for patients, and now you, you've got this new company. And why did you decide to get into the medical sector to begin with? You know, I go back to March 2nd, 2004. And that was a day that was very pivotal for me and really drove my mission in healthcare. It's Baghdad, Iraq. It's a hot day and it's a religious holiday. And there are thousands of people marching on the road. And these are the faithful, the committed, they're marching during this religious holiday. And in that crowd, there are 12 suicide bombers and they detonate. Wow. And all of a sudden the scene turns into chaos and there's dozens and dozens of patients lying on the ground injured from this detonation. And I was the only physician at the scene about 800 meters away. I was rushed to the scene. And at that moment, when you're in this chaos, everything kind of goes in slow motion. And I looked around and 
I was wondering how I'm going to address all these patients, how mm-hmm. I'm going to see everyone. It was overwhelming. And in slow motion, I saw our medics. Our medics, they were functioning autonomously. They were tying tourniquets. They were starting airway devices. They were patching up holes on the chest. And at that moment, I was just very grateful that we had taken the time to train those medics. And essentially, by training those medics, I had multiplied myself because one physician can't reach all these patients. But by training the medics, I'd multiplied myself and we were able to address those casualties. So I believe as healthcare leaders, we all have that multiplier effect where we can take our skill set and use it, multiply it, and impact more people. I think my main motivation in the medical sector is to use my unique experiences in combat, in the emergency room, and multiply it to make a bigger impact. And that's what we're trying to do. That's a really great message, uh, Sudeep. And what a gut-wrenching story to be out there. And what's supposed to be a just a religious march turns into a bloody bath. And this is kind of where you see the efforts of your training of these other medics just kind of multiply. And so appreciate you sharing that story. And I know that the things that you experienced out there have really prepared you to add a lot of value to the system. And so I think it's really great what you're doing. So as you took these experiences and you saw these, these medics operating independently, what do you think, fast forward to today, you know, all the changes that are happening in healthcare, what's a hot topic that you feel should be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how are you and your organizations dealing with it? I wish that all the medical leaders today could see what I see when I walk to my night shift in the emergency room. I walk up the ambulance ramp, the double doors swing open to the emergency room. And as I gaze down the hallway of the ER, the first thing I notice is the hallways are filled. There's stretchers in the hallways because there's not enough rooms in the emergency room. The waiting room is bursting at the seams. There are patients vomiting, moaning, and my ER shift is about to begin. Here, we live in a rich country. We have a lot of resources, but our challenge is efficiency. How do we use those resources efficiently? And it's technology that can help with that efficiency. As you know, this is a $3.2 trillion problem and it's climbing 5.8% of the year. So if we just become more efficient, I mean, when people are sick in other nations, they look to the US and often fly here for the best care, but it's not the most efficient care. And if we're more efficient, especially in managing chronic diseases, we can decrease those emergency department visits and improve healthcare. And I believe that technology is the solution for that. At the date of this interview in 2017, we, we have the technology. We need to use it more efficiently, more efficiently for the doctor to make his or her own practice easier for the patient to allow the patient affordable and accessible care. So at Live Clinic, the company we co-founded, we're aiming to do this. And you go back to 1976, there's a uh, James Steiner. He was flying a plane and his plane encountered some bad weather and he had his wife and kids in the plane and he lost altitude. He hit a row of trees and his wife was instantly killed and he was able to land in Nebraska. His kids were injured and unconscious. He rolled to a local center, an emergency center, and Mm -hmm. it was closed. It's 1976. He was a surgeon, he made a few calls, the doors opened, and he watched his kids get care, barely. And 
he wondered, wait a second, why are patients right now in Vietnam getting better care than my kids are getting here in Nebraska? He founded ATLS, so Advanced Trauma Life Support. And again, he used the experiences from battle and what was going on in Vietnam. And similarly, you know, when you ask me what should be on medical leaders' agenda today, as an emergency physician, when I walk into the emergency room and I see patients that are in there because they couldn't get into their primary care physician because of cost, because of access. You know, what I see when those double doors swing open, that fixing that, I think, is the hot topic. And that's what we should do. I think that's such a such a great message, Sudeep. And when you mentioned this, you know, we have the resources, but we have to be more efficient. And we have efficiency challenges that we have to address. There's so many, so much waste in the system. And the way that we take a look into efficiency management is is so key. So if you had to say one thing that Life Clinic is doing to improve efficiencies, what would you say that is? What we're doing is basically taking traditional solutions. So what we have essentially at Life Clinic is we have a health IT platform. And that platform includes an electronic health record. It includes telehealth. It includes billing aspects, electronic prescriptions, other tools, we basically automate a clinic for an outpatient practicing physician, and we make the clinic easier to run. And traditionally, the solution has been to adopt technology and just run with it. At the date of this podcast, we have incredible technology. However, we walk around with a pager on as physicians, and <laughs> you know, after we get the page, we're like, hey, did you receive my fax? You know, we still right, have fax right. machines. And what this has led to, this technology, is, for instance, when I go on to shift, I'm, mm-hmm. just for me to enter an aspirin for a patient is six clicks on a mouse. And this is a study out of an emergency medicine journal in 2013 for a patient with right upper quadrant belly pain. To get that patient in and out is 228 clicks on a mouse. Wow. So on a 10-hour shift, I, you know, my fellow emergency physicians, were, we are clicking the mouse 4,000 times on a 10-hour wow. shift. So what we did with Live Clinic is we created a platform to help practices use technology more efficiently. And what this has resulted in is decreased cost, increased profit, increased outcomes, and decreased physician burnout as well. Wow, that's so awesome. And I love that you've quantified the number of clicks to get these things done, Dr. Bose. And it's interesting, right? I mean, when we're in this era of, okay, you know, we're going to incorporate EHRs and we've got meaningful use. We got, you know, meaningful use stage three in effect now. And the effect of, of this, you know, what is the net effect to the outcome? And I think the things that you're doing at Live Clinic are really focused on the outcome, not just checking boxes. So kudos to you and your team for taking a focus on that. And, and a big part of it, it sounds like, is just physician mindset, physician burnout as well. Exactly. That and a very sore finger from clicking on the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. kind of prevent those sore fingers. And, exactly. so, <laughs> and so Dr. Bose, we took a look at some of these things that you guys are doing differently, and I'm fascinated by them. I think it's a good example of what we can multiply, you know, using your example of the multiplier effect to get larger systems to use it. Can you share with the listeners a time where you made a mistake or failed, maybe a setback and the and the pearls that you took out of that? Well, none of our listeners have had any mistakes or any failures. I mean, we just... <laughs> never. We just have, now. <laughs> never. We just have learning experiences that don't go our way, right? We just That's redefine right. that. Right. Exactly. I would say as pertains to Live Clinic, when we started out, 
we were just telemedicine. And I would say I would call that a mistake. I mean, we were a great and still are a great telemedicine company. It's HIPAA compliant. Uh, doctors get to choose their own hours, their own rate, and patients can easily find them in less than 60 seconds. And a patient can connect to their own doctor. A doctor can connect to their own patient. But then we realized that's not going to fix the bigger puzzle of healthcare. And we connected that telemedicine to the electronic health record where it feeds into and uh, developed the applied program interface. We built in billing into that and automated many things for the insurers, added e-prescriptions, and basically worked on automating the entire clinic for the physician. And I think that made it more of a holistic solution of how we can make it easier for both patients and doctors. And right now in this era, I don't want to When we're talking about this question about mistakes, I don't want to pick on anyone or anything in particular. I just use an example. MD Anderson, for example, in 2013, they ended up spending $62 million on IBM's Watson. And Mm -hmm. they're getting some bad press that they don't have much to show for it right now. So I'm not trying to say bad things about MD Anderson or IBM Watson. They're wonderful. But it's not about just using technology. Right. It's about using it efficiently. And that is where it's easy for us to get into a mistake. Absolutely. And it ties really well with what you guys are doing with the new business here. And, and so just you guys started off with basically telehealth and then quickly found that there was an opportunity to add efficiencies across the entire clinic. And now you, you just uh, with the first step came what's now uh, the business that you have in your hands. So nice job on, on seeing the opportunity. So at this point, you guys have, have learned tons from that. What would you say, the not just encapsulating your experience there, but what would you say your proudest medical leadership experience that you've had to date is? My brain instantly goes back to Iraq, Baghdad, Iraq, where I was eating breakfast one morning with my friend, Chris, and we were about to go on raids and missions for which I had to provide medical support. And after we had breakfast, much to my surprise and sadness later that day, I found myself pronouncing Chris dead on a sidewalk. And yeah, it was really intense. And I would say my proudest moment is serving with heroes like him in the battlefield. I'm honored by many of the medical achievements I've been uh, lucky to receive. I, I received the number one score on the American Board of Emergency Medicine's in-training examination. I received the American College of Emergency Physicians National Teaching Award. It was an honor to be recognized as one of America's healthcare leaders and one of the leading physicians of the world award, you know, as a CNN hero. But that's all eclipsed by my experience of serving with guys like Chris and, you know, guys like him taught me a lot of things. He taught me to to focus on the mission because even what was especially challenging after that, a few minutes after I pronounced him, my next patient was the insurgent who shot Chris and I had to focus on treating him and even having to treat Saddam Hussein, who was responsible for the death of thousands of people you have to focus on the mission. And I think what Chris taught me, what that experience taught me, and is how to apply that to healthcare, to not get distracted, focus on the mission, and try to fix some of these problems in healthcare. And you know what, Dr. Bose, this is such a great, number one, a sad story, and also just a 
an opportunity to learn from this story in that you have to focus on the mission. I mean, one minute you're eating breakfast with Chris and the next minute you're pronouncing him dead. And I can't imagine that was a, an easy moment for you or for Chris and his family. But I think uh, what you took away from it is really valuable. And when we're dealing with life and death situations, which is what we're dealing with in healthcare, I think it's important for us as leaders in healthcare to stay focused on the mission. And what advice, Dr. Bose, would you give to the listeners on creating a compelling mission to stay focused on it? I think the mission comes from within. We all have a unique set of life experiences. We have a unique set of skill sets, but it's not what skill sets you have. It's what you do with that and find that passion and make an impact. You know, to save a life on the battlefield, and people always say, oh, great job, doc. But I realized it's, it's not the doc. It's for that to happen, for that life to be saved, it took the medics. It took the person carrying the stretcher. It took the person who flew the medevac, the pilot. It took the person who filled the fuel on the medevac. So it takes a team, and we all can play a role and multiply ourselves. I think that's a solid message, Sudeep. And so I love this idea. You know, it's not the skill sets that you have. It's ultimately what you do with those skill sets and how you apply them. And when looking for your mission, if you feel like you're lacking one, if you feel like it's not strong enough, look within and learn how to apply those skills and your passions to an area that will make a difference in, in healthcare. I recently heard a quote that I feel is very appropriate to this. It's like, you know, it takes two kinds of courage to succeed. It's the courage to start and the courage not to quit. And so when you talk about these things that you went through and your story, it's an example of that. You had the courage to get out there and you had the courage to continue. And that's why you have your organization, nonprofit, the battle continues. And so I, I love that, that you've enveloped this uh, idea of courage into the things that you do on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the exciting projects I'm working on today and especially proud of the battle continues because 100% of the donations go to injured veterans. So if anyone donates $20 bill to the battlecontinues.org, all $20 goes to an injured veteran. There's no staff getting paid, no calendars, no mugs. It's just, I cover the overhead and I cover the overhead usually through my speaking fees. So I, I do a lot of public speaking on healthcare, uh, leadership, all sorts of topics. And whatever I make speaking goes back to injured veterans and helps cover the overhead for the battle continues. And also, I think it's a good way of giving back and not getting shot at in the process. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. And, and yeah. so if, for those of you that haven't heard of it, we'll be including links to the battle continues as well as the other things that Dr. Bose is, is involved with. So if you want to check it out, you'll go to outcomesrocket.com and you'll do outcomesrocket.com slash Sudeep, that's S-U-D-I-P, and his show will pop up with the show notes and links to all the resources that we chat about. So uh, Dr. Boas, tell us a little bit more about an exciting project or focus that you're working on today. Sure. Um, so we you know, discussed Live Clinic, and you can check that out on liveclinic.com. I won't go into details. I don't want to sound like a car salesman. I left my suit and my greasy mustache at home. <laughs> so, I mean, But I think that can help a lot of outpatient practicing physicians improve their clinic. Uh, the battlecontinues.org, I'm excited about that. We talked about that. 
the speaking, you can go to sudipospeaker.com and I can speak and we can raise awareness and funds for veterans as well. And there's a lot of uh, healthcare leaders. I have a website. It's getting developed right now. It's keepyourinnerarmystrong.com. You know, we all have our inner armies, keep your inner army strong. And what, and what is that about? To- like, what does the inner army refer to? It's basically when we're talking about healthcare outcomes, it starts from within, right? We can't have the government fix everything or a company fix everything. It starts from what you put on your dinner plate, how you live your life, uh, keeping your inner army strong. And this website, basically what I envision for this is a website for physicians to, there's a lot of information out there coming and conflicting information on how to lead your life and health. And so this will be a site for physicians where they can blog or write something up and I'll basically publish it on that site. It'll get them good exposure and it'll be a place where the public can go and read about different topics from different physicians. Very cool. So tons going on, all very focused on improving healthcare outcomes and uh, appreciate you sharing those things with us. Dr. Bose, this is the section of the show that I really enjoy. We're going to pretend we're building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. Okay. All right. <laughs> and it's the 101 course or the ABCs of Dr. Sudeep Bose. So I'd like to write out the syllabus to the course and then get a few brief answers to the following questions. It's kind of like a lightning round. And then we'll finish up with a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready for it? Okay. So lightning round, I got to answer quickly, right? That's so right. What that means. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So here we go. What is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? So what I did notice in Iraq or other places I practice, I was fortunate enough to be able to volunteer at the Mother Teresa Clinic in Calcutta, India. So when I looked at these places, I noticed people were desperate for medical care. And Western medicine, the medicine we have is miracle medicine. I mean, they viewed it as miracle medicine, what we could do in this country. So when you ask me the best way to improve healthcare outcomes, I think we need efficiency. We have the best care, we need efficiency. And we need to do that by efficiency through technology. Again, the doctor is clicking on the mouse 4,000 times. But it's not just the doctor. We need technology and efficiency. We need that technology to work for the support staff as well, the person sitting at the front desk. Uh, Doctors often get dragged into nonsense because the technology does not support them and support the supporting staff. The technology needs to work for the patient. So the patient can reach their doctor efficiently. And the technology needs to reach the payers. So basically, at Live Clinic, we are automating this clinic so everybody can thrive. And I think that's the best way to improve health outcomes. Awesome. And what would you say the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid while trying to do this? So let's go back to saving that life in Iraq. It took the doctor, the medic, the person who carried the stretcher, the pilot of the medevac, and the person who filled the fuel. There are lots of middlemen in healthcare. So we need to focus on the center of the epicenter, which is the doctor-patient relationship. And I think the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid is to not break the silos because of non-standard technology. So we need to use technology to aid us. And what we often find is there's a disconnect between us on the ground practicing in our clinics, in the emergency room, in the hospital, and perhaps what's going on in Washington, D.C., where the intentions are good of what's coming down, but the way it trickles down is not always how it's intended. So if we break these silos, 
amazing things can happen. And similarly, we can use this concept with patient care. And if we use the frontline perspective and not lose track of what's going on in the frontline, when the doctor is meeting the patient, then we won't lose track of that jumble of healthcare and we can avoid the biggest mistake and pitfall. Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization or a hospital despite constant change? There's always change, right? I mean, we did this interview in a week. There'd be new technology, new things out. But you know Mm -hmm. what? No matter when we do this interview, a doctor will never say, hey, you know, I want more paperwork. I want more clicks on a mouse. I want more administrative work. And a patient will never say, I want more cost. I want decreased satisfaction. And providers will never say, I want less efficiency. So I think the way to stay relevant despite constant change is to focus on the fundamentals because the fundamentals will never change. Focus on decreasing cost, decreasing waste, increasing satisfaction, increasing efficiency. And new technology will always come and go. And newer is not always better, right? Like the MD Anderson example, spending 62 million on IBM's Watson. Newer is not always better in healthcare. So understand what the front line is seeing, what they're doing to tie their tourniquets, figuratively speaking, and focus on those fundamentals. What a, what a solid message. And what is, what is one area of focus that should drive all else? Patient outcomes. This podcast is called Outcomes Rocket, right? So patient right. outcome for us at Live Clinic, it drives everything. And you have to make sure that you have the support, the technology, and the efficiency Because outcomes can't be a one-legged stool. I mean, you need the people, you need the process, you need the technology. And that's the one area of focus that we need to keep our eye on, to focus on that mission. Powerful. And what would you say the book that you recommend to our listeners is? Well, I guess I can't say my own text. That's conflict of interest. Uh, (laughs) I wrote a book called High Yield Emergency Medicine. It's uh, for emergency medicine physicians practicing for the board exams. Um, It's in my course. But for this audience, I would say my favorite book would be An American Sickness by Elizabeth Rosenthal. It's fantastic. I like that book particularly because people often only see the solution to healthcare from their own perspective. And no one player created this mess that's the mm-hmm. $3 trillion American medical system in 2017. I mean, people in every sector of medicine are feeding at the trough, whether it's insurers, hospitals, doctors, manufacturers, politicians, uh, regulators, charities, and more. So people in sectors that have nothing to do with health, uh, banking, real estate, tech companies, We've all found a way to extort cash from patients. And I believe we should all change those money-chasing ways. And the mission of this book that I like is to advocate a return to a system of affordable, evidence-based, patient-centered care. That's really strong. I'll have to add that one to my list. It's, uh, and, and for the listeners too, if you haven't checked it out, American Sickness by Elizabeth Rosenthal. And so the course is there. Be sure to create efficiency for doctors, supporting staff, patients. Make sure you focus on the center of the epicenter. That's the doctor and patient focus. Focus on the fundamentals because newer is not always better. And finally, patient outcomes at the core should drive all else. So Dr. Bose, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I think that the stories that you shared and the examples that you provided are really going to create some some thought shifts and some new ideas for the folks listening. And so what I want to do before we conclude is just open up the mic to you one more time so you could share a closing thought 
and then the best way that the listeners could get a hold of you. As a closing thought, I just want to take you as the listener back to that day, March 2nd, 2004. And imagine you're the doctor and the explosion just occurred and there are hundreds of patients on the ground and you see the medics as you look over time tourniquets, starting airway devices, splinting. And I want you to realize that we all have the power to multiply ourselves to make a bigger impact. So for me personally, it's been speaking, you know, the Keep Your Inner Army Strong website, liveclinic.com, thebattlecontinues.org, my social media channels, uh, Dr. Sidi Foes on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, feel free to connect. But everybody can multiply. I mean, they can do it in their own unique way. And I think we should all keep that in mind. It's a strong message. And so uh, if you want to get in touch with Dr. Bose, make sure you reach out on Twitter, on Facebook, and uh, we'll be sure to, to include his contact information, his Twitter handles here on the podcast. Go to outcomesrocket.com slash Sudeep, and you'll be able to find all that there. Dr. Bose, just want to say a huge thank you to you. Uh, just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing and uh, really appreciate you sharing your thoughts and the things that you're doing to improve healthcare outcomes on the show today. Thanks for being a, a guest here. Thank you, Saul. Appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who's listening for what they do. Get excited for Health 2.0's 11th Annual Fall Conference and save $100 with this promo code, FALL17ROCKET. That's F-A-L-L-1-7-R-O-C-K-E-T. one 7 rocket At this one-of-a-kind conference, you'll discover the latest innovation and hear the hottest topics and trends in health tech. Join 2,000 decision makers, including healthcare providers, developers, investors, and startups, as they gather to see over 200 live product demos, 100 plus thought leaders, and 10 new company launches. Visit outcomesrocket.com/health20. That's outcomesrocket.com/health20, and use promo code FALL17ROCKET to get $100 off of this out standing and exciting event.